PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Gentlemen, welcome to episode I, uh, I wrote down over here, 438 of Cinema Crespediso. Did you click on this by accident? Well, thanks for uh, listening this far. We have uh, party light mode turned on in the studio. Uh, we're feeling we good. always have party light mode on in the studio. It's a little more extra. Uh, uh, we got we got those lights going rotating up there. Feel felt a little extra funky. Makes things harder to read, but. Uh, <laughs> You know what? We only live uh, once, uh, unless you're Hindu. Buddhist. Who does reincarnation? Most of the Easterns. Shout out to the Eastern Bloc. Those people. <laughs> I'm not sure about the Eastern <laughs> Bloc. Just, just Eastern culture, well, Asian cultures in general. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Tend got- to be more into the reincarnation as opposed to the uh, Judeo-Christian. You guys are awesome. We, we do have listeners in India and, and Singapore. Resurrection. In- resurrection. Whoa. There's afterlife, sort of. That's a different. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is gonna rip apart in fifty billion years. <laughs> At least, I mean, if not sooner. From the, uh, the, 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 I mean, if it's all a simulation, it could happen right now. <laughs> I'll be pausing to see if, uh, see, the, see if, if someone the plug pulled the plug. Gonna, yeah, <laughs> if it was just gonna happen. That would have been a bummer right at that moment. They powered off our computer. Especially since that means I wouldn't get to give my review of A Quiet Place Part 2, which I am sure people are just... Part de. Duh, duh. Part de. I wish it was a part de. <laughs> part de. Oh, that's, that's so funny. That's so funny that the Hot Shots did that. Isn't that great? <laughs> Could, didn't appreciate it enough at the time. That's for sure. Those are movies that I want to revisit. Those, the Hot Shots. I haven't seen those in a while. The first one was more of a Top Gun, no. and then the second one was kind of a Rambo. No. And uh, what's that other one? Loaded Weapon 1. Remember that one? Uh, Emilio Estevez and Samuel L. Jackson. I bet if you go back and watch it now, compared to action movies now, it's just like an action, action movie. movie. Yeah, it's not even a, a parody of an action movie. Exactly. It's, just, it's just an action movie. It's just like a weirdly good <laughs> action movie. <laughs> That's just a little funnier than most. That's all. Um, I went and saw Quiet Place Part 2 in a, uh, dare I say, sold-out theater. Hey! Cool. Yeah, uh, I was like... The weeks leading up to this movie, I was like, "Man, these theaters are empty. No one's coming out to to the theaters that much." Yeah, came out for a Quiet Place. Yeah, and that it seemed like the industry was banking down. Well, when a Quiet Place Part Two comes out, we'll really see. And it turns out, as a matter of fact, why don't you go ahead and uh, see at this time the, the three day? Although it's a holiday, so holiday it's weekend. It's gonna be a four day. 
Yeah, total. Well, the four day total come out next uh, or oh, mañana. But uh, however, I even find this information. <laughs> Box Office Mojo should have it right on the cover, right on their front page. Even though they've they've put a lot of their stuff behind a paywall now, I think there's also Box Office Numbers or the Numbers dot com something Box like that. Mojo. So uh, John Krasinski, Emily Blunt, Quiet Place Part Two so far forty seven point five million dollars. Wow, that's I think it's almost on pace for like the originals opening weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if that's pretty similar. Uh, yeah. That, that's good news for the industry, for theaters, for John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's back-end points. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, especially because they're married, so they're making that money together. They, they, they both get a piece of each. Yep, and they <laughs> had to, They had to. Uh, I don't know if we talk about this on the show, but they had to uh, legally battle it out a little bit with Paramount uh, because they announced, oh, yeah, well, this is going to be on Paramount Plus in 45 days. And they're like, well, what about our, our theatrical? What about our yeah. back end? We need to be compensated for the... Because when they made A Quiet Place Part 2 and was ready to come out a year and a half ago, Paramount Plus wasn't even a thing. No, it didn't exist. Yeah, and now they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to cut into your theatrical by making it available worldwide you're on take, our app. You're taking money from us. you got to pay for that shit. From them specifically, their producers yeah. on that thing, so... <laughs> it's crazy what's happening with all. That. Actually, I think we, I have pulled a few stories in the second half uh, regarding shit like that. So anyway, Quiet Place Part Two, full theaters, good for them. Uh, actually, the theater I was in was kind of rowdy. Maybe it's like people being excited to be back in okay. the theater, yeah. congregating mm-hmm. again, but they're a little uh, little rowdier than I like. Maybe with these these youngins enjoying themselves on a night. I don't know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up! It's what been I'm a while since they've been out, Chris. It's been a while. Running commentary from these young ladies to my right. Uh, apparently, I guess these movies skew um, the audience female. Skews female. So, kind of surprising. I guess not. Maybe not. And uh, oh, during the trailers, what trailer was it? The this is my first time seeing it because I skipped out on a lot of trailers on uh, online or whatever. Yeah. Just wait to see if I can see them in the theater. So this is my first time seeing the trailer. For Fast and Furious, colon, Snake Eyes, colon, G.I. Joe Origins. Yes, uh, yes, Fast and Furious presents <laughs> Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins is correct. It's, 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 100%, <laughs> it's like, all right, yeah. right babe, just copy from the best. These people are making all the money, yeah. so just do your best to copy them. That's fine. The, these ladies sitting close to me, one of them, because they're all chitter-chattering the entire fucking movie. So they're in the trailers, this pops up, and this one goes, uh, goes, like, pay attention, Henry Golding. Like, Henry Golding. I'm yep. trying to get their attention. Yeah, just yeah. For him. And, and they're like, they're, what? They're turning him into an action star. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and they're like, what is this? And she's like, doesn't matter. <laughs> Henry Golding, pay yeah. attention. And then, uh, you know what trailer did get everyone to shut the fuck up? Was the M. Night Shyamalan's old, old trailer. Yeah. Within 45 seconds, when it, it, things start getting weird, yeah. uh, everyone was like, Psh, well, yeah, it got super when, quiet. When the hereditary kid shows up, it's just like, oh, yeah, like what the fuck. <laughs> and then when it said at the end, it went old. Uh, they got they got a good laughter yeah. from uh, a lot of the youngins because like, oh yeah, getting old sucks. I bet, yeah. but I'm young. It doesn't matter. No, I'll just wait. I'll, I'll just wait. Like let's make a TikTok right now. Let's <sighs> be together out in public. <laughs> just wait, in, in, and in 20 years, you'll regret that TikTok. <laughs> maybe, <clears throat> or maybe they'll just be like, I was just young and enjoying myself and. I mean, they're probably teenagers, close to 20, 20 early 20s, maybe. I, I wasn't really paying that close attention. Um, so they, But they were all hyped for A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, maybe I should have rewatched the first one, because when this I one started... nothing. Yeah, when this one started, I was like, okay, is, 
I remember Quiet. I said, all I remember is like being quiet. Yeah. Monsters, right? I, I remember Quiet, Monsters, and did anybody die? Precisely. So I'm like, is Krasinski dead? Or I can't recall at the end of the last one. And then also there was like another child. And I was like, did they have another child? Like what? And then, then I remember the first movie started. Yeah, she's pregnant. Yeah, well, she's pregnant. But then there was no, another kid that's grown up. Remember during the woods and he was playing with his toy car. Pew! Was making noise, oh, yeah. and they're oh, yeah. like, "What are you doing?" And then that's like the beginning of the first movie. I totally forgot about that. So I was like, oh. "They have a, another kid? How come I don't see him in the marketing?" A weird thing too is how this movie, the way it's marketed, it's not marketed. And this is what the story is. No, you know, the, it's marketed. This is a Quiet Place Part Two. You're you're gonna be freaked out and quiet again. Yeah, like there's gonna be people, and uh, Silly Murphy is all like, "These are not people worth saving" <laughs> or something. It's like, "Oh, but shit, you got a baby. So what do we <laughs> do?" Right? And then just running around. Hmm. Very vague marketing, very reliant on the the scene that opens the movie, which is a prequel, essentially, the day one, the shit going down, Emily Blunt driving that car in one take up, like up and down the road and back, I'm, I'm sure it's like a stunt driver mm-hmm. off to the side, right? Um, that, that that take that's in the trailer, that that's, there's, no, the movie. there's no. no beginning of that take, there's like barely a beginning to that, and then there's no, there's barely an end to that, it's very, uh, you see the whole thing, they blew it, but anyways, uh, but the story-wise itself, <coughs> I can see why they sort of couldn't rely on telling you what the story is, because it's surprisingly contained, it's small, and it's, it picks up right where the last one leaves off, where at the end of A Quiet Place, the uh, their spot is blown, their house is burned, and uh, I guess Krasinski is dead. I can't re- recall exactly how. So they got to, like, get their shit together and hit the road. <coughs> they don't get that far uh, when they hook up with uh, Killian Murphy's character, who's, like, a neighbor of theirs, who they recall. And then from there, it's like, we have to get from, like, A to B. Well, B isn't even that far, and they argue about it, and then it's really the whole story then ends up being the with the, the, the girl, the deaf girl. Mm-hmm. It really ends up being her movie. Uh, and I gotta say, no spoilers or anything, it ends up being her movie in a satisfying way at oh. the end. Uh, it does, for people who listen to, to my show, this show, with my thoughts that keep just spewing out of my head, uh, like, disgustingly, uh, one of my favorite things that happen in, like, action movies and 80s movies, this movie does. I don't want to say what okay. it is, but it, 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 at the end, I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, I totally dig this. Um, I think it was a pretty satisfying movie. Okay. Like, I thought it was good. Better than fine. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I thought it was uh, suitably, like, tense, you know, at the right moments. I like the new characters, Killian Murphy. Jamal Honsu for a minute pops up in there. And uh, towards the end, uh, uh, Krasinski does, since it's day one, opens with day one, he does get to be in the, in in the, the, fir- in the first scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is smart. Good job. Get an extra paycheck for yourself. <laughs> I mean, just SAG minimum, you know, my race of a million and a half for me. For my yeah, <laughs> just, just for being on screen using my likeness. And we need uh, my director's money. My, direct, and my, my producer my money, producer money. My writing money. My writing money. <laughs> Those are four different guild fees <laughs> I have to pay, guys. So I need <laughs> the money to pay these guild fees. You know what I mean? I, I, I type in the four different uh, healthcare options. Why don't for you just family. give me all the money? Because it's pretty much my movie. And then I'll just uh, I'll just give you guys per diems. Uh, and, you know, uh-huh. you, can, you can all be happy. He also made, like, millions of dollars selling... 
his some good news uh, ripoff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause the, his, his pandemic thing that he did for fun that actually made him a bunch of money. Yeah, he sold it for millions of dollars, yeah. like Apple or some yeah. shit. And then there's some guy on the internet who's been doing some good news like that for years, and he was just like Fuck. pulling out his hair. Like, <laughs> of course, well, I don't look like John Krasinski. Well, yeah, exactly. And you don't have his charm either. You don't have his charm. You're not Jack Ryan. You're about how John Krasinski did had a fake Twitter account uh, to. Uh, like people were dogging him uh, on Twitter, so he had a fake account where he's like, "I want to mess with this guy. He's six foot four. He's trained with actual names, <laughs> blah blah blah." And then people like ping the IP or whatever very easily and found that out that him. it was him. Very embarrassing. Trying to stand for himself because no one else would do it. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. But he still makes a pretty good, pretty good mainstream horror movie. I think. I think. Uh, and he'll be getting his office residuals for the rest of his life. Oh, God. Just for looking at the camera. And then, <laughs> like, and then it pushes it on him as he deadpans. Come on. We could do that. It's so easy. Ugh. Right place, right time. What a bad, bad haircut. His hair was always so bad in those episodes. The uh, uh, William Freakin, director of The Exorcist, tweeted, um, this is a classic horror film. He he, instant instant classic. He he tweeted about it. So he was uh, okay. he was very pumped for oh. AQP. And I mean, yeah, it's like if you saw the first one, if you like it, it's worth seeing the second one. Is it worth seeing the theater? Yeah, sure. I mean, it's loud when it needs to be. Uh, it introduces some new elements. So you're like, what the fuck? Gets pretty pretty. Uh, they set up some good, like, um, ticking timer, like, oh, countdown type shit. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you're, these characters are running out of time to do a thing. And uh, Emily Blunt is very, very good. And it, she's great. In this one, she gets to ride the line of being, like, badass, almost action hero. But then, like, a very concerned mother who's, like, she's it's all about her emotions. That she, what's compelling her to do things and using her logic and all that. It's very, uh, it's good. Mm-hmm. It's good. Cool. Are you going to... What are you? What is your plan? Are you going to see it in the theater? Are you going to one regal app? I, when I you mean, write, when you activate that app, are you going to see it like weeks later? Or? I mean, then it's on the list of movies to see in theaters. If if it's still in theaters by the time I get back, by to the time by the time you app it up, you and uh, what what are you waiting for that now? Green exactly? Knight. That's end of July. What about Fast Nine? I mean, I'll do it for Fast Nine. I guess what's that next week? No, after? I, I think that's um mm, a couple weeks away. Sometime in June. Yeah. It already came out in... in China. China. And uh, it's made a bunch of that Chinese money. Yeah. yeah, Chinese money spends just like the American money. It does, uh, but Americans only get 50% of it back. Uh, the other 50% goes to funding um, the genocide of the Uy- Uyghur Muslims and mm-hmm. the yeah. Xinjiang, wherever. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, now we're banned in... Uh, now we're banned in China. Now this episode won't get through the censors. I don't think we ever got through the censors in China. Why not? You don't think so? <laughs> We've been so we talk so glowingly of them in the past. I don't know about that. I mean, just because they ban all uses of the words Tiananmen and Square, uh huh, within and like Tibet fi- and Tibet, or <laughs> Tibet. Apparently, they don't even like Taiwan. They, they, they yeah, no. Well, ta- well, it's because Taiwan's a part of China. Taiwan is China. There's no. It's Taiwan. It's Taiwan. It's China. No, no, but but Taiwan though, they're like we're a, we're a country. China's like no. I mean, no. technically they are. They are a country, like the way Hong Kong's a country. Yeah, which they, means you know their uh, Pfizer as, deal blew up. As as long as you play by China's rules, then mm. you can say you're. Your own country within China. Within China? Within China. We're within our own, yeah. It's like, I'm <laughs> my own country within the United States. Oh, uh-huh. that, that's sovereign citizenship. 
they had a Pfizer vaccine deal that got blown because someone wanted to put in the statement uh, independent country of Taiwan and then like, no that's not no now you're not getting this <laughs> China was like now and it's not happening now yeah. you guys can die yeah pretty much like, what Ch- China <laughs> come on man we're buying all your cheap crap <laughs> your cheap bullshit um Quiet Place Part 2 made with Chinese money question mark no probably not well I mean, yeah, you actually, these you, days you never know yeah and uh, yeah, guys, it's, it's making some money. It's pretty good. I say check it out if you're looking for a new movie to see. If you're excited to go back to the movie theater like all these crazy youngins who were uh, honestly just a pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into our media diets. I, I watch a couple older movies. I watched Les Samurai from 1967. It's on the Criterion app, but I think it's available on, on other places maybe. And it's a like this assassin movie, a French assassin movie that's very, uh, you know, at the time, nouveau, uh, going for, uh, I would compare it now to, if uh, it's almost like it would have Steven Soderbergh made Drive. That that's Very stylized. Yeah, very stylized. Uh, like, I can see it actually being a direct influence on the movie, on Walter Hill's The Driver, which then is like an influence yeah. on Refn's Drive and... Uh, it's got a lot of that going on. It's and it's about a hitman who's the first like ten fifteen minutes is him setting up his alibi, going like, "You're gonna say I'm from here from this time. You got me covered. Okay, yeah. cool." And he goes over here and he does this thing, does the hit, but then on his way out, fucks up. Someone sees him, so he gets caught up in a police sweep of suspects. That's like two hundred suspects yeah. deep. They're just anyone who had like a hat and a rain jacket. They round up and who was white. I mean, that's all France. <laughs> and uh, and then this is, he's like, "Oh shit!" Since he gets round up. He doesn't get caught in that, but since he is part of the the roundup, his bosses are like, well, we can't have this now. Mm-hmm. So now he's got to, like, fucking uh, go up against his bosses who want to kill him. He's got to try to uh, clean up the situation. And then they come to him with a new contract and all this stuff. And there's all this money to be made. And people are trying to jump him and shit. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. There's this whole sequence of this place being bugged. And a bird, a bird that's freaking out. And the importance of this bird. It's very French. <laughs> very, very French. But it's cool. It was cool. And also, an hour 45. Like, pretty lean, too. Mm-hmm. Pretty lean. And also, since it's 67, very dark ending. It's like, oh. I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of dark, I saw this other movie from 1950. In a Lonely Place. It's a Humphrey Bogart film noir where he plays a, a Hollywood screenwriter who's like, he hasn't had a hit since before the war, is what they say. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's very violent. He's prone. It's like if someone does anything to him, he'll, he'll rear back and like want to fucking fight you right away. He's a real dickhead. And he meets a girl, takes her home, uh, I think to fuck her, but then he just like backs off or whatever. He, cha- he has a change of heart. I think also because he sees... Change a, of dick. Uh, he has a change of dick because he does see a new neighbor like across the way and she is mega hot. And he's like, yeah, I'd rather fuck her. So he's like, yeah, you just here's 20 bucks. Go find a cab and go home. She's like, okay, thank you. Appreciate it. Have a good night because she's there under other uh, auspices. And uh, then the police show up to his place the next day. It's like, hey, do you know this girl? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was here last night. He's like, okay, well, I think you're the last one who saw her alive. She dead. You're a murder suspect. And he's like, well, yeah, you're a <laughs> and, uh, and then so he's a suspect, but he's like, he's like, well, you know, I was here sleeping. My neighbor saw me, uh, saw her leave. Uh, that investigation gets him to meet his neighbor. They fall in love. But then she becomes afraid that maybe he was, the, maybe he is the killer and all that. So that, that that's where it starts going. And uh, it's good. It's a good, like, dark story. It has a very interesting ending that they apparently changed on the day of shooting because they are like, 
this uh, the ending we have is a little too melodramatic. We're going to go for more of a realistic endings, and it it sticks. It works. It's very. It makes it go from being like a um, a gimmick mm-hmm. to like, oh yeah, maybe life is sort of that way, in, in an interesting, interestingly filmed sort of way. Bogart at this point completely uh, hairless, using wigs, uh, due to his alcoholism. Poor guy. <clears throat> uh, some TV stuff. HBO stuff. I watched the first episode of Hacks. You know that one? I've seen the little thing for the, it. That pops up yeah. for it. Yeah. Uh, I keep reading online. That's very good. People like it quite a bit. First episode, okay. It's only 30 minutes. So I'll, I'll keep watching. It's about a, a Gene Smart is a stand-up comic with an L.A. gig, but she's on her downslope of her career. And then a young comic who uh, is... Uh, he can't find, She can't find a job because of a bad joke that she tweeted. Uh... Uh, she ends up getting a job working as a writer for for her. And the only thing, only issue I have with this movie so far, not movie, this show, is that it's a show about. This happens with a lot of things. It's a show about stand up comics. So there's moments where they have comedic back and forths, mm-hmm. or they're in front of an audience and they do a routine. And then there's like you're supposed to be like, oh shit, this is the funniest stuff. These comics are so talented, but then it's, it's like not. it's like eh. it's not that funny. They're not that talented. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the crowds are like, ha ha, they're all laughing. Yeah. These it's, like, it's the equivalent of that, that scene in Blown Away where Tom Lee Jones has two crabs. He's like, oh, barrel ragged claws, and he's pretending, but he's just saying nonsense. Yeah. And then the people that are watching are laughing, like, oh, this is the funniest shit I've ever seen. It's not no, no. I, I disagree. No. So yeah, that's only that's the only issue because it, it, but that's it, more of a personal thing a personal thing and I think also sort of a genre thing because the same that happened with like movies like Funny People and uh, King of Comedy I, that may be more on purpose Mayor of Easttown only one episode left man it's a good show it's a good show you start watching it no start watching the, the only thing I've heard is that good show is that uh, Kate Winston vapes like a motherfucker in this movie, <laughs> she, in this show. She, she, <laughs> she, ripping fat clouds. She vapes fat plumes, bro. <laughs> uh, not that much. I mean, she does, she hits the vape quite a bit. It is like its own little character in the movie, yeah. but, but it's also just very, yeah, this character would be smoking cigarettes if this was made 15 yeah. years ago. And, but it said she's, she's vaping. Ripping plumes. Which is not, <laughs> nowhere near as cool looking. Nope. It's accurate though. Man, smoking cigarettes just looks so cool. <laughs> it does. It looks so fucking cool. Uh, but she is ripping fat plumes and being an awesome detective. But also, like, she is so everything is going wrong for her. Her character is so uh, like harried. It's terrible. And the show is so bleak that there's like they even set up a scene where they telegraph way ahead of time that oh yeah this terrible terrible thing is gonna happen and you're sitting there the whole time but yep yep this terrible thing <laughs> this is where the show goes the show does things like this this terrible thing and then the twist is at the very end no it doesn't happen and you're like oh but you motherfuckers are doing this on purpose now <laughs> yeah. you're doing this on purpose to us your audience you're hurting us uh, but it's a good good show I enjoy it and then uh, Gangs of London Mayor of Easttown, it's a limited series. So when it ends, that one's over. Gangs of London, this is just the first season, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure it got renewed for a second season. Uh, but it's first season is ending tonight on AMC. And, oh, uh, man, that last episode. It's just a great show. It's mm-hmm. it's Now it's full of, like, uh, uh, explosions and gunfights and, and, like, hand-to-hand battles that are fucking crazy. Well shot and cool. And uh, there's, like, crazy torture scenes. and uh, But also pretty good crime drama oh yeah actually like all the twists that are happening in the, like last episode I'm obviously I can't say I don't want to say what's, well, there's no context <laughs> for it anyway but 
Uh, it's pretty satisfying. This guy, Gareth Evans. You know whose names I keep mixing up? The guy who did Godzilla and the guy who did these Raiders. Because <laughs> one of them is Gareth Evans and one is Gareth Edwards. They're both two Gareths with Ed la- E last <laughs> names. What the fuck, Drew? That's that's white privilege right there. <laughs> is it? I don't know what that. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so that's it. That's what I got for my media diet, Drew Sakagran. What do you got? No, I watched uh, Marvel's Modoc on Hulu. Uh, the whole thing? Yeah. And what do we think? What do we got? I mean, it's Marvel Robot Chicken. So. Which is pretty much what I heard. Yeah. Did, but did you like it, though? Uh, for the most part. Ah, see? That's what I'm getting from. People are like, yeah, it's fine. Everyone's looking forward to a season two, hoping it's better than season one. Well, that, and I want to see more of these weird side characters that they keep pulling from. Like who? Fucking... Like anyone that anyone would know? Or? Have you ever heard of Arcade, Chris? <laughs> he was, uh, I remember him as being an, uh, a villain of the X-Men in like the late 70s and early 80s. Jesus, that's old. So. And what is he, an uh, arcade gamer? Uh, he, he likes doing weird puzzles and things. <laughs> he, he's very much like a, uh, a Riddler type person. Okay. But, 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 arcade. But, hor- but horribly it's psychotic and uses lots of robots. Okay, like okay, okay, all right. That that sounds fun. Uh, but the show is still like it. It is what it is. How's Patton Oswalt? Patton Oswalt's great. Mm-hmm. Like perfect. Like, uh, yeah, he's, perfect he's, cast. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, he's great. yeah, I'm sure. What does Modok say for? A modus uh, metal. I have no idea. Machine they, of they, death. They they, they they say uh, they say it at the beginning, and I don't, I don't even. It doesn't even matter. I used to, be, I used to know that for for, uh, for trivia. Uh, so I guess a, a, a fledgling thumbs up. Out of two thumbs, one thumb up. Like a thumb and a half. Thumb and a, again, a thumb and a half. We'll give a thumb and a half. You know what, Siskel and Ebert were never, ever strong enough to use half thumbs. We're using half mm-hmm. thumbs on this motherfucker. One and a half thumbs uh, up your butt for mm-hmm. MODOK. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's Hulu, right? That's yeah, Hulu. Hulu. And then on uh, Netflix, <clears throat> there's a documentary about... Uh, it's like called Manhunt the Nail Bomber. The Nail Bomber. <clears throat> All right. And it's about some guy in the, in uh, Britain in the 90s who set up, who's a white supremacist and set up a bunch of nail bombs in uh, minority and uh, gay communities to horribly hurt and maim people because he wanted to start a race war. Oh, wow. Well, did, did it work? No. Okay, good. <laughs> no. It just shows you, you know, it's just, you know, one of these, you know, Fascists are bad, MK. Fascists are bad, MK. It's been around for a while, right? Uh, been around for a long time. Got to keep, got to keep fighting it. Cause yeah, it, it's always. Gonna, I guess that's the point that uh, it's never going to go away. Maybe no, but yeah. but we can keep uh, keep up the battle against these. Uh, these oh, listen, you know, we don't, we don't want these cars moving into our neighborhood. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about, man? They say, no, 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 no. I, that, that, I, that, I, I got some nail bombs over here. That's why they just voted for Brexit, Chris. We got Brexit. We got <laughs> Brexit out of here. I'm going to nail bomb the Brexit out of here. Uh-huh. That's these motherfuckers. How who do they think they are with their Boris Johnsons? Uh, they, they think they're. A- Bunch of people who really believe in right wing politics. Uh, like it's it's fun. We don't like immigrants, but we do like baking cakes in a soothing way. Sure, if you say so. They do. They love that great British, the great British Bake Off. Big fans of Great British Bake Off, but meanwhile also big fans of throwing bananas at soccer players uh, because we don't like the color of their skin. But you know, here one they do that's crazy when they I'm do sure. that shit. Um, I guess it's been since pre-COVID. I'm trying to remember. There's no no recent stories. Maybe all those stories don't get over here <laughs> anymore. That shit, them shit's crazy though. What what happens uh, all over the world? <laughs> yeah, 
That's nuts. It's like, oh, this one place is crazier than the rest. No, no, no. It's, mm-hmm. it's one world. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. we're all we're all nuts. If there were enough people in Antarctica, crazy shit would happen. Yeah. You know, you know, they, you hear about how they're digging up a uh, old like ten thousand year old fossilized uh, sea fossils, and because they they can get down there now in Antarctica, they're digging shit up. Fun. Man, these people have not seen the thing. No, they haven't. Which is fine. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Uh, may end up in a sort of a, a quiet place part three scenario. Who knows? I mean, I'm. That being like, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. Probably will do since this movie did make some money. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a quiet place part three. If they mm-hmm. throw money at Krasinski to write something, and maybe someone else will direct it. Uh, and else you got besides the man was man good? Did you enjoy it? Or it's fine. It, yeah, it, it, it's it's on par with all of these, you know, true crime sort true of true crime doc- documentaries that Netflix has been doing. It's, it's a Netflix documentary. Is it a documentary or docu series? It's just a hour and twenty minutes. Okay, gotcha. So, so it's one, not a series. So yeah. one film. Yeah. But the uh, Mobile Doc. How many episodes is that? Do you remember? I think ten. Thirty minutes each. Twenty-two. Ooh, they're kind of for commercials. Adult Swim. Hmm. Because no, <laughs> then it'd be on HBO. Um, it, it, might, it could go on television one day. It was definitely made for it. So yeah, twenty-two minutes yeah. is very specific. So Manhunt gets a thumbs up, half thumb, uh, two yeah. thumbs, three thumbs. Thumbs up is fine. Thumbs up. All right. Thumbs up for. Uh, I'm not writing these up. You don't need to. Anything else? How is it? Not listening to any new music, maybe or new music? Yeah. No, I mean uh, FM Attack put out a new album. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, no, I like FM, FM no. Attack. They, very... they put out a couple albums since so, probably the last time you checked out. I mean, I can imagine pretty much the the synthy synthy goodness. Yeah, I've been listening, trying to listen to some like '90s stuff lately. FM Attack was like the beginning of that type of music, anyway. Yeah, sure. They got a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on there. Um, anything else? Any, any old stuff you're listening to that you're revisiting? You get, I mean, I've got my playlists. Getting down with your. Uh, I mean, I've got my Richard Pryor comedy albums. That you like no, to? don't really, never really. I, the only comedy albums I ever listened to the were Bill Cosby Ad, ones, Adam Sandler, and uh, how about some Jerky Boys? What was d- the last? Didn't time? really listen to the Jerky Boys. What? You listen to that first uh, Jerky Boys? That show was so funny. That uh, and when I was going on Boy Scout camping trips. One of the parents used to always play uh, the Jeff Foxworthy ones when we drove. Yeah, sure. I was part so of that. a lot uh, of the, You might be a redneck if. You might be a redneck if you bought this album. Yeah, correct. Or, or you're reading this book. Uh-huh. You can buy all of those at any Cracker Barrel uh, general oh, store. Sure. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, man. It was a simpler time. Definitely. Does that make it better? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. You know what? We're going to take a break. We have one comment in the Facebook group to read. No emails, but that's fine. Actually, I'll double check. I'm pretty sure there's no emails. And then uh, but we have a ton of news stories about movies, about TV, about some biz stuff. We got a little bit of hot gas involving a Taika Waititi thruple situation. Yeah, yeah. You hear about that, Drew? Nope. <laughs> we'll be right back.
are back. It's episode 438 of Cinema Crespediso. Chilling in the studio, working on a TikTok. At the top of the half, just to get it out of the way, and Drew Sikogward is not happy about that. Drew, how you doing, buddy? Wait, don't respond just yet. <laughs> and then I'm off, off with the camera. See, this is behind the scenes TikTokery. All right, now respond, Drew. How you doing, dude? What? This is stupid and ridiculous. Thank you so much for the cold-hearted truth from Drew Stacogber and telling us exactly what he can do with your children's application. Uh, but in the meantime, Drew Stacogber, where can people find you online? You can't. Why not? Because I don't have an online presence what's anymore. Your, what's your Twitter? Nope. What's your Instagram? Uh-uh. Can we find you on Facebook? Not going to happen. Are you on TikTok? No. I mean, you're on TikTok. Fuck TikTok. Oh. <gasps> All right, I had to flip the camera. <laughs> gasp. Oh, shit. That's crazy. I said gasp, so it'll pop up in the closed captions. Drew, get your head out of your hands. I'm going to flip the camera again. Hold on a second. Look at him. Look at this guy. He's so angry. This is so stupid. I know. This may be the last time we'll do this nonsense. I really hope so. So do I. <laughs> so do I. We'll see. All right, well, guys, I'm sorry for that you had to hear that. <laughs> I'm sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> But, you know, we're working for multiple audiences now, and uh, uh, to be honest, uh, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with life. And <laughs> <laughs> just reaching out. Just reaching out for help, for validation. Someone, please. If you see me in public. Chris, nobody cares! If you see me in public, give me a hug. But, I mean, don't give me a hug, though. But send me, you know, good vibes mentally. But don't don't stop me, either. Don't And don't talk to me or look at me. <laughs> Just from a dis- just from a distance, be like, "Oh, it's that guy. Okay, he's cool. That's what. That's what I. That's how I like my paparazzo." Uh, all right. Now that you're off TikTok, Drew, really, where can people find you online? You can't. <laughs> really, you, you you can't find me online. Don't bother me. He's off. He's off. Are you able though to get into the? Are you looking up the Facebook? Group? No, I, I, I mean, got it there? Okay. I still have access to these things. I just don't use them. I anymore. know exactly. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Cinema Crespedisto at gmail Email us and we'll read it on the show. You emailed us nothing this week, so you read nothing. That's how it works. We read nothing. Facebook, delete your Facebook account. Facebook is terrible. But if you're going to remain, join our group, Cinema Crespedisto, and we have a comment question thread that we uh, post every week, or I post every week because Drew has nothing to do with it. And you can leave a comment there, and then this is where Drew comes in where he reads it. Gabe Gatatis. What up, Gabe? Old? Old. Looks kind of losty to me. Mm-hmm. I've jumped off the M Night Wagon. Do I need to jump back on? Mm-hmm. He's hit or miss now. For sure, even within movies, he's hit or miss. Glass was uh, that was disappointing. Remember Glass? Did we see that in theaters together? I think we did, yeah. right? I never saw Glass. You never even saw it? Nope. Oh shit! Good for you. Don't even care. <laughs> no, good. <for> you. <laughs> no, that's good for you. Yeah. That's a uh, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. Um, old has a very Twilight Zoney vibe. That uh, it does. That it feels like it could be. It, I want I, even if it's stupid. I want to know what the twist is. Yes, I want to know what the stupid twist is. What, what fake god or whatever are we worshiping, or what old yeah. uh, thing that was forgotten that he dug up in, in researching? Yeah. It's like, oh, this would be a fun the god of uh, the eternal uh-huh. youth or some shit, right? Yeah, I want to see what cockamamie nonsense he came up with. Also, he funds his own movies. Yeah. Uh, like even I, this may be a Bloom House, but. Uh, Apple paid for his show Servant but um, he funds his own movies so he's putting his money where his mouth is yeah, that's, that's whatever he's, he's wasting his own money it's yeah. fine he's, he's mortgaging his house over and over <laughs> so he, he can continue to make these movies yeah I mean Split worked out for him yeah you know, that was a fun one 
What was that one? I keep forgetting the title. It used to be called Sundowning about the the old the grand visiting the grandparents, and then when it becomes nighttime, uh, they act all crazy. Oh yeah, uh, that yeah. one had like its moments where it's like, oh, yeah. this is weird shit. This is creepy. There's another one in there. I feel like he hit hit another little movie. And I was like, oh, he, this isn't bad. Like, does he have it? Do we just keep giving him a five million dollar budget and tell him this is it? And, you know, figure it out, and then it's good enough. Or else he does the happening, and then it's like, oh boy, ooh. <laughs> um, I'll go see it. Fuck, who gives a shit? Yeah, not exactly. I got the Regal app. Who gives a shit? God damn it. Um, speaking of TikTok, this is actually a super funny story. There's a feature on TikTok where you type in some text to put on the screen, right? And then you click on text to speech. And it'll just process it, and then it'll read it in a, in a robot lady voice that's sort of sort of Siri-ish or whatever. Um, so the story came out like a week ago that this lady realized it was her voice being used, and she never said TikTok could do it. She recorded her voice for another company that was like, oh, this is for ostensibly for this one purpose and then uh tiktok like bought that uh that sound whatever and then used it for their app and uh-huh. and she's like i did not get compensated for this uh, well no you, you did get compensated the first time when you sold it to company x i think there was a there was like a uh it was written in the contract or whatever it was it was like you were being paid to use this for this you're not being paid to use this for anything oh, okay. you can't like yeah. resell that shit because then that would cost more money if yeah. you wanted to be able to resell um so she's like i think she was suing and all that and tiktok just fucking i don't know if they had this backed up or ready to go but they swapped it out immediately with another lady's voice and now there's someone else who is the voice of the, the all the tiktok videos yeah. and it's very funny how tiktok was just like oh shit yeah <laughs> fuck <laughs> we're not paying that bill yeah precisely it's like oh my bad my bad uh, forgiveness, no permission. We, easier to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission, Your Honor. Uh, we we move to dismiss. <laughs> <laughs> we we've changed it. We've changed it. We're not using her name, her, her voice anymore. Like, what about all the other videos? Too, I mean, they're out there. It's too late. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean, come on, Your Honor, dismiss. <laughs> your Honor's like, I'll allow it. <laughs> next on next week's Judge Joe Brown. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> That would be a funny uh, catchphrase for a judge show. I'll allow it. Just like judge who just lets everyone do whatever they want in the court. Your Honor, I'd like to present my case with uh, the use of puppetry and backlighting. I'll allow it. <laughs> but you better be going somewhere with this. He's a very old, fat Southern guy. One of those, mm-hmm. one of those old lawyers. Um, so that was my social media news story. We're jumping into the news story. Let's get into some business news. John Cena says he loves China in Chinese after accidentally saying, uh, oh, this is another Taiwan incident, actually. Mm-hmm. I was thinking yeah. of the Taiwan Pfizer thing. No. But John Cena also says something about Taiwan. Yeah. Oops. He said Taiwan's its own country. Yeah. And China was like, fuck you, we're, it's not. We're like, what the fuck? Um, this is very funny. So he says... Um, Obviously, he's promoting F9 at the moment. And then he's got a Suicide Squad right after that. So he's promoting multiple movies at this point. He says he told a broadcaster in Mandarin, uh, a Taiwanese broadcaster, Taiwan is the first country that can watch F9. Uh, This article points out Taiwan is a self-governed democratic island, like you were saying. China claims it as sovereign territory. Uh Civil War ended 70 years ago, just for for, uh, for people to know. So, um, 
on Tuesday, Cena had to offer an apology on Weibo, which is China's like Twitter yeah. style app that everyone uses. And uh, he did it in Mandarin because he's been learning Mandarin for a few years now for all his uh, social media stuff and his promotional purposes. And he says, uh, I'm sorry for my mistake. I must say now it's very, 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 very important that I love and respect even more China and the Chinese people. Mm-hmm. Like really be like, oh, groveling. I'm so sorry. Please, China. Uh, I want your money. And some people, uh, some of the responses were like, uh, please say Taiwan is a part of China in Chinese. Otherwise, we will not accept. It's like <laughs> what one person wrote in response. Um, I don't understand why the Chinese people should be so tolerant to him who has a vague political stance while profiting from Chinese people. Another person said that that's a sentiment among the people. Some of the people. Um, other people are like, hey, he said the wrong thing and he paid the price. He is different from other foreign actors who dare not respond or have different political opinions. So they like John Cena's being like, uh, I want your money. Uh, I respect your. I will grovel. I will. Yes. <laughs> I will grovel in your language. Um, so that's, uh, that's funny. Good stuff. Good stuff, John Cena. Way to grovel. Making America proud. Um, the Chinese media then uses John Cena's apology as, quote, an example for other Western stars to follow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah. Quick, right into their hand. Quickly, uh, prop- propagandized. Uh, it, it's fine. I'll still watch a Peacemaker on HBO. Um, millions of dollars are spent removing Chris D'Elia from... Army of the Dead. And inserting Tignataro. Then inserting Tignataro. Uh, they said um, it cost a few million, but it was also a fairly easy choice to do. They were lucky that the character is removed from everyone else for most of the movie. Yeah. Was, and they could do that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They only had, then they only had to reshoot with one actor uh, that was like a handoff scene. Uh, everything else they just did a. Oh, no, for a handoff scene and then another scene where the eye line would have been screwed up. Yeah. So they had to put then reshooter. And then, like you point out, in, in, uh, out of focus. Tegan and Tara did have a funny interview where she said she, when she was ma- doing her scenes over the course of two weeks, since it was mostly just her, she felt like the star of the movie. Like, yeah. everything's focused on her. Like, this is awesome. I'm in this fucking movie. And then she watches the movie. She's like, oh, I'm out of focus half the, half uh-huh. the, half the scenes. Well, the background's out of focus. Yeah. I have another story about that, actually, here that I pulled. Um, what? Yeah, this is that's essentially sort of just why I pulled that. I thought it was funny that Tignataro was like, "I'm the star," and then she watches the movie. She's like, "Oh yeah, that's right. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm the helicopter pilot." Um, I, yeah, I pulled something else about that. That the uh, that dreamy, out of focus look throughout the movie is a specific choice from Zack Snyder based okay. on the equipment that he used. Okay. And um, this is just fun for like uh, sort of film gearheads yeah. like Billy D. He says here. That Zack Snyder used a Canon 50mm, um, I guess the lens is an f-stop 0.95, so almost a full one f-stop. And it's called the Canon Dream Lens mm-hmm. because it produces that dreamy thing. Mm-hmm. And it was made in Japan in the 60s and 70s. So uh, it's like an old piece of, yeah. of equipment yeah, that they repurposed for their, their camera, their uh, digi cameras. Fun. It is pretty cool. I like, uh, you know, taking chances like that with big budget movies and daring to show us something in a way that we haven't seen yet. Doesn't always pay off, but shit, you gotta try. Yeah. Last person I can think of that did that is goddamn P.T. Anderson, where he used these old, like, 1920s cameras to shoot some scenes from There Will Be Blood that caused a, a ring around certain yeah. scenes, a ring of light, and he was like, specifically, he wanted those rings of light, so he used um, these old-ass cameras. That's just crazy. 
These guys are nuts. The uh, Rob Pattinson. We're back to the business section. We're quick side journey. Actually, maybe that was, that was the entirety of the technical section of the news. <laughs> <laughs> that was tech news with Drew Cogward and Chris Crespo. Now we're getting back into the business section. That was the tech news segment of the business section section. <laughs> uh, Robert Pattinson gets a first look producing deal with Warner Brothers and HBO. Ooh. Yeah, so there we go. Rob Pattinson getting into the I want to, I want to produce, mate. I want to, that's where the mo- real money's made. Let's make stuff I want to make. Let's make the stuff I want to make. How about, I, how about I'm the Joker? You're already Batman. Yeah, well, I want to be both. <laughs> in the same movie. In the same movie. <laughs> okay, I'm in. Right down the middle, like, like <laughs> Two-Face style. And then like he's facing the right side of the camera. He's the Joker. Facing the left side, he's Batman. And then he just switches back and forth. But then he, when he has to interact with other characters, uh, it's just like right down the middle. And you're like, who am I? Who am I talking to? So uh, I just thought that was a very interesting. Our Pat moving up in the Hollywood world. Good for him. Meanwhile, that means he's finally made enough money to start spending it. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> I got the capital. I've got the connections. Uh, Chris Nolan introduced me to his guy. Yeah. Chris Nolan threw me a million or whatever <laughs> so he can get a executive producer credit. Um, Chris Rock himself, getting he's been in the producer game for a while, right? And he produced a new Saw movie, Spiral. And that one's not making as much money. As, it's not making that a quiet place too money. No. You know, they're a little disappointed with that. So apparently, un- this is surprising to everyone. Uh, it is coming out on streaming much faster than originally intended. Uh, as a matter of fact, it says here, uh, you will be able to watch it from home next week. Starting June 1st, it will be available to rent digital, digital, digital online. There we go. There we go. Uh, this thing just came out like two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, apparently they need that money now. So put it online so we can get some of that more money. They looked there and were like, it didn't make any money opening weekend. It's just going down really fast. Now a Quiet Place 2 is coming out fast nine. These are going to start taking up all these screens. Just put that shit on streaming and get it out of there. Sorry, Chris Rock. Sorry, Sam L. Jackson. But hey, if you don't want to leave your house and you really want to watch a Saw movie, 20 yeah. bucks. Sorry, June go. 1st. That's how that works. Meanwhile, um, we talked about this last week, HBO, uh, Warner Media being sold off, merged with Disney, not this, the Discovery Plus Media, right? Uh, becoming now uh, their own gigantic media uh, c- conglomerate. Um, and the guy who was the CEO of Discovery Plus, he's going to be the, the CEO of all the, the direction of the whole thing. And I think I said this last week, I just really hope that all that Discovery Plus stuff just gets added to HBO mm-hmm. Max. That 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 saves me like five, six bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Then I can watch all the uh, the fixer upper that I can stomach and the ice road truckers. I, I, dude, mm-hmm. there's so much shit. All the Food Network stuff. It's ridiculous how much shit is on that goddamn app. All the Guy Fieri that I can handle. Uh, there's a show where uh, Brad Pitt helps the Property Brothers like build something for his uh, his makeup artist or some shit or his. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I want to watch it. So, um, th- th- this new guy, th- this Discovery guy who's now running the show, his plan is he wants uh, the discussions to be the big three streaming apps, which would be Netflix, Disney, and then HBO Max or whatever it turns out to be. Might get rebranded. Who knows? Yeah. And uh, I can see that happening. Oh, definitely. I mean, they've, they've already got the quality of programming. They got the quality of programming and now with Discovery they have all the lifestyle stuff that HBO doesn't have uh, that brings in huge audiences and huge money. Um, I mean, shit. 
it's it's a brave new world when it comes to now the, the consolidation of some of these um services which i'm kind of fine with i'm all right i'm already paying enough money for this shit just give me give me more under the umbrellas that i already have why i gotta dish out another five six bucks for all the paramount stuff then another four bucks for this and three for that that's part of why i watched lay samurai i'm looking at my phone and like man i got this criterion app <laughs> <laughs> i should use it i should use this fucking shit man and then also i paid the like the one the one a year payment so it's not like yeah i'll just pause this payment it's like yeah, nope, nope i'll pay for it that money spent it. that money spent it's a great app though it's got so much good stuff on there I just gotta think of using it more. Um, that's the end of our uh, business news segment. Hope you guys got your good stonks advice from uh, from Dan River. <laughs> right, people come to us for sure for financial. Uh huh. Yeah. For financial gain. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into talk about some new movies coming out. Uh, Kevin Spacey cast in his first film since uh, being outed as a sexual predator. Uh, in 2018, I think is when that shit went down for him. Uh, maybe 2017, he lost all, all his jobs, all mm-hmm. his works. Um, he got canceled. The cancel culture came for him unjustly, right? Is is the is the current is the undercurrent when people say that when they no, complain I, about cancel culture? Everybody just realized he's a piece of shit, and they don't have to work with him if they don't want to. He's a piece of shit. We don't, <laughs> don't have to. As a matter of fact, yes, you don't have to work with him if you don't want to, which includes Vanessa Redgrave. So uh, first, the news breaks that. Um, Spacey cast in his first role in a couple years and it's in an, in an Italian film that's hard to say in mm-hmm. an Italian film um, directed by uh, Franco Nero who's the original Django from the 60s late 60s uh, in Django Unchained he had the little cameo there as a the guy just like watching the fight and uh, he's an old school Italian guy, so he's like, um, yeah, he, he's got he, he's got no problem with what Kevin Spacey was doing. He's like, rape. There's no such thing <laughs> as rape. Uh, it's just men who want to get their the thick wet is all it is. Yeah, he's gross. I'm sure he's gross. Good, good uh, presence on screen. He's a gross old man. So of course he's like, yeah, sure, I'll cast uh, I'll cast Kevin Spacey. And then when they asked him, I was like, what about all those sexual allegations stuff? He's like, I don't believe any of that stuff. He's all I know is the only thing I do believe is that he's a very good actor. I'm looking forward to working with him in a small role in this movie. Anyway, it's not like he's the star. Um, Franco Nero's wife, Vanessa Redgrave, it was announced that she would also be in this movie. Vanessa Redgrave then puts out a statement and be like, uh, 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 no, I am not. <laughs> like, we may have talked about me maybe being in it, but now that Kevin Spacey is announced, I will no, not be. I will not be in this fucking thing. So, uh, it's just like you said, people can choose not to based mm-hmm. on, uh, on your actions and who you are. And, uh, who is Kevin Spacey? He's a guy who apparently, if you were in the industry, when he showed up to town in New York City for in a certain period of time in the 90s, people would be like, welcome to New York City. Do you have a Kevin Spacey story yet? Because he was uh, Have just, you been sexually assaulted by Kevin Spacey yeah, yet? Because if not, you will be. Because it's going to happen. It's gross. In L.A., there's a different version of that where, oh, welcome to L.A. Do you have a Kiefer Sutherland story yet? And that have you seen him stumble and see your bar drunk as fuck <laughs> and like buy everyone drinks and then leave to go to work? <laughs> him and who else? John Hamm pops up in a lot of... A lot of bars just hammer drunk. Allegedly. 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 I don't know. Actually, no. Send me the cease and desist. I don't give a fuck. We need, <laughs> we need some new art for the walls. Here. I was about to say, I'm looking forward to our first one still. Yeah, we're going to frame that shit. We're going to laminate it, frame it, everything we need to do. Put it in the shadow box. <laughs> Get little spotlights to put uh-huh. on it. <laughs> cease and desist. Look what we got. Yeah, I'm going to make TikToks about it. I'm going to make so many TikToks about it. It's on official Warner Brothers letterhead. <laughs> <laughs> 
that would be awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like this is from John Ham's lawyer. <laughs> Their actual his actual lawyer. You think he'll represent us? Maybe we'll, let's call him and see if he'll represent us, and then we'll call him. Uh, on and they're in California, so we'll call him and record him without their knowledge, and that's highly illegal. Uh, and then we'll play it on our show. And we'll get another cease and desist. Yeah, and we're like, we are going to sue you. Oh, yes. They're going to do it, guys. They're going to do it. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to have to go to court in California. <laughs> guys, we're going to get a trip to California. That we got to pay for. <laughs> Crespity says going to California. Miles Teller, who recently got punched in the face in a restaurant in Italy. Speaking of Italy. Uh, was it Italy or was it Hawaii? He was somewhere. Maybe it was California. He was somewhere <laughs> with his new wife who who just happened to show up at the restaurant. Uh, a caterer, someone who worked at his wedding in 2019, who was like, you owe me $60,000 and punched him in the face. <laughs> Good for him. Yeah, just fucking socked him. Uh, so I don't know what the whole extent of that story is. But Miles Teller was just cast as um, Army Hammer's replacement in that uh, Paramount Plus show about the making of The Godfather. Oh, good for him. Yeah, he's going to play one of the producers. Actually, it's the lead role in that show. The producer like really does a lot of the work putting the movie uh, putting the yeah the movie together. And then meanwhile, there's another movie uh, being produced where Jake Gyllenhaal plays Robert Evans and Oscar Isaac is Francis Ford Coppola Ooh. making The Godfather. So there's competing Godfather projects out there. Yeah, well, well, welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> it's a real um, blown away speed scenario, if you know what I'm saying. I'm talking about the, <laughs> the, the Mad Bomber movie craze of 1994. Uh-huh. You, know, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. You know what I mean. <laughs> Patreon.com slash So Timothy Chalamet will play young Willy Wonka. In a Willy Wonka prequel that no one Once is asking for. <laughs> or wants. No one wants it. No one needs it. But it's coming. I it, mean, unless it's some weird action movie where, like, he's yeah. on, like, some dark continent that hasn't been found yet looking for savage Oompa Loompas that he has to civilize. That would be fun. Weird racism <laughs> fun. And why not? Let's go there. It's a, it's a weird. <laughs> these Oompa Loompas are weird undercurrents of that. Let's admit that it's disgusting. And he's just like, I need slaves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he's eating chocolates going down a river looking for little people to... Uh, yeah, looking for pig, a, a pygmy village to slaughter what, and enslave. What, what are we... <laughs> What entertainment are we doing to us? Are we giving ourselves that this is, uh, and we're going up with him? So yeah, it's fine. We got we got a grandpa who's like um, trying to fall the fraud the government, pretend he's on disability, but then once he gets the golden ticket, he starts dancing around. He's like, let's go to the, the factory. Goddamn stinky old grandpa! All those old people sleeping in the same bed—that's just disgusting. We're in eating like cabbage soup or shoe soup. They're all gonna die anyway. <laughs> yeah, COVID. See, that's <laughs> that's why we needed the COVID. <laughs> Don't need it now. We needed it then. Um. So yeah, we're getting Timothy Chalamet will play young Willy Wonka. Speaking of Chalamet, he has a movie in the can that's uh, coming out here finally. The French Dispatch, the Wes oh, yeah. Anderson movie, yeah, right? right? And it's about a fictional. It's like based on a real magazine, but it's a fictional one in the movie, and it's a an American magazine. It's the last days of an American magazine printed, published in Paris, uh, France. And it's got a ridiculous Wes Anderson cast, plus a whole bunch of new people. Plus a whole bunch of silly Wes Anderson nonsense. It's, it's going to be crazy. And then, since this whole thing has been like ripping off uh, a lot of that like French New Wave, Godard, uh, Melville shit anyway, it's it's so... Uh, like so twee, it's, it's almost like yeah. folded in on itself. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. No? We'll, we'll see. But the French Dispatch, uh, October. Coming out in October, finally. 
Uh, and they come out in February 2022, Roland Emmerich's Moonfall. We've been yes. following this one for a few years now. Where the moon is coming to Earth. Yes. <laughs> Some sort of mining experiment goes wrong, and it breaks apart, and now it's going to crash to Earth, so they got to fix it or something. That's not, oh, that's right up my alley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dumb. You want to talk about apocalypse, the, 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 the moon going away apocalypse that's a fun one yeah because that that fucks up the seasons and the tides and everything that destroys everything yeah and then if it's if it goes in one direction then yeah your your whole planet's just out of whack and the, but if it comes towards you it's just gonna... well then just destroy the entire planet pretty Ooh, much yeah we gotta get this thing back in orbit <laughs> how do you do that oh man rockets a lot of rockets um dan trachtenberg is uh, remember this guy he made um 10 cloverfield lane okay right uh, and he made that movie like in secret like he made that movie and then 60 days 45 days before it came out they put out trailers I was like it's a Cloverfield movie and people were like holy shit when everyone freaked out um, they tried to do the same thing here and failed uh, they tried to make a secret Predator movie with, with this guy he's making a Predator movie in Canada but through like and it's called Skulls is it's working title mm-hmm. is what it's all the production notes and for yeah. like hiring uh, but what from people have been reading and uh, putting the clues together and like certain things that it's, leaked, a, predator it's a goddamn predator movie where it's about um uh tribal tribal people in Canada like some First Nations people uh, there's a girl in the tribe who is already trying to she wants to be more of a hunter warrior take on the roles that are reserved for the manly people in that tribe uh, and then a predator shows up and she's like on top of trying to be like oh, I can't, don't want my gender to define who I am I'm a badass and a, then a predator is like oh shit now I gotta fight a predator uh, sounds fun yeah. and it's from the guy who did the 10 Chlorophyll Lane which that's a fun movie yeah so we'll see how it goes. But their whole um, trying to film it in secret really fucked up. And actually, they cast the lead. She's from Legion, Amber Midthunder. She's the lady, the girl who uh, she's in the guy, and then they oh, separate yeah. and uh-huh. come together. Yeah. Okay, cool. She's going to be fine, a predator. Cool. Yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, Hellraiser remake coming to Hulu. Okay. So I hope you're ready for Xenobites. See no, see no bites. I don't know about that whole that whole mixture of pleasure and pain thing. Never really got into that. Yeah, it's gross. So barfo. <laughs> like I like the first Hellraiser movie in that I like how it's like really sweaty and grimy. It feels really like whoa, gross, gross. <laughs> and, like they nailed, yeah. they nailed that. Um, I don't need to see any of the sequels. You know, I don't even really need to revisit Hellraiser. Like I saw it, I get yeah. it. It's fine. The box is cool. The, the limit configuration. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I mean, depending on reviews, I'd, I'd give a remake a shot. Know, it's just cool that it keeps going. It's so fucked it's up. It's just an S&M horror movie, Chris. It is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. They could be making more of them. They could be. All right. So I guess the Hellraiser has the market cornered on a, on latex, pointy, uh, whippy, chainy, chainy, sexy horror. Um, speaking of sexy horror. Evil Dead Rises <laughs> is also coming to streaming, and also it looks like we got a bit of a story. So Ramy and Campbell producing, they found a director and they came up with a story, and it's not going to be an Ash story. They've been saying that for a while that Ash is Dunzo Bunzo after the uh, that Stars show. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's been forty years since Evil Dead came out. Jesus Christ, oh man. Sounds about right. Old, 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 old. Um, so it's Warner Brothers, which means HBO Max. 
Lee Cronin will direct Evil Dead Rise, and here is the official logline. Moving the action out of the woods and into the city, Evil Dead Rises tells a twisted tale of two estranged sisters whose reunion is cut short by the rise of flesh-possessing demons, thrusting them into a primal battle for survival as they face a most nightmarish version of family imaginable. Fun. Fun. So, uh, instead of a cabin in the woods, it's a building in a city. Building in a city with a... Demons. It's a demon movie, but because it's Evil Dead, you expect a certain, I guess, uh, campiness. Yeah, I mean, unless we're doing the remake, which is just plain. Ugh. I mean, <laughs> is I guess is the campiness that it was so graphic? Like they they just took all the humor out, and it was just like it's just a girl cutting her own face. Yeah, like, am I supposed to be laughing at this? Maybe the director was cackling. Perhaps like, maybe in the editing room, he's sitting there imagining theaters full of people watching this uh, like horrible, horrible fucking image, and then he's just like, ah, like this is I mean, so maybe. funny. And then people in the theater are just like, like oh, this is not cool, man. It's like my fingers are still sticky from the, from the butter sauce, and now I'm like, just he's like, and then the sound of the cheek ripping. Oh, that's a hard, hard movie. That's a hard movie. Um, but then when it rains blood at the end, it's like this is so like this is what I was expecting. <laughs> at the end um, so yeah now um, Kevin Smith is all pissed off that Batgirl is going has been announced as an HBO Max original movie as opposed to going to theaters he feels that it could be Batgirl could be this huge if you do the right huge property that could make tons of money and it would be great for seeing in theaters I mean, he, it he went on a rant on his podcast I mean it I, I agree with all of those things mm-hmm. but not Kevin Smith's Batgirl. Oh, no, he doesn't want to do it. No, he, <laughs> he's talking purely as a fan, as like someone who wants to see a Batgirl movie. I mean, yeah, if you want to see a Batgirl movie, then take your name off it and give it to somebody else, and oh, you will yeah. see a Batgirl movie. Oh, his, his name's not on it. He was just uh, He's just reacting to news as a fan. He does oh, okay. that all the time on his podcast, where he's always talking about anything that happens with a DC movie, a Marvel movie. I mean, Batgirl could be good, but it's going to have to be... a. a you're going to have to find either the new iterate, because you don't want to do the old Batgirl, because mm. we we all know how that ends. Might as well come up with a newer... Just start off with her as Oracle, and get a new Batgirl, That's because yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, we do not need to retread. It's like, it's, it's like a Batgirl Beyond situation, yeah. almost, right? Because mm-hmm. mm. Batgirl has had other, other yeah. iterations, and the Barbara Gordon one ends up being the saddest. Yeah, exactly. Other than the whole Oracle thing, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um. So Kevin Smith with fiery thoughts on uh, on Batgirl. Uh, we talk about that. And oh, Zack Snyder uh, had an idea for a Star Wars movie, but this was back when Lucas owned it. Uh, so before all the Disney prequel stuff, and his idea was uh, based on Akira Kurosawa, like Seven Samurai, or uh-huh. it was gonna be a bunch of Jedi on a mission to like protect some people. Pretty much, that's what he wanted to do. Okay, so you can still do that. You can still do that. As a matter of fact, Zack Snyder uh, revealed on a podcast, uh, some podcast, whatever it's called. Uh, we talked about it. It never. I've been working on it just away from the Star Wars universe, just on my own as a sci-fi thing. It's still a sci-fi thing. It's the same story. It's just kind of let Star Wars be Star Wars, and the eleven-year-old me still wants to make that. And I just know how to. So maybe we'll see that someday. So he's gonna rework the story just so it's not Star Wars anymore. Just get rid of the Jedi, change your lightsabers. I guess. I mean, you think it's gonna be laser swords? Yeah, they're not lightsabers. <laughs> Do you have your laser sword? I have my laser sword. And they look at the camera like, it's a laser sword. Yeah. That's right. It's or, a sword made a, of a laser. Or a proto-katana. Or, uh, you know. Ooh, ooh there we go. <laughs> I like that. 
Um, so we'll, we'll see if that ever happens. Zach, uh, oh, Scott Derrickson. He left Doctor Strange. We already talked about he left Doctor Strange Part 2 um, because of creative differences with Marvel. And then even the writer confirmed, yeah, he wanted to make one movie. Marvel wanted to make another. Apparently, Sam Raimi wanted to make that Marvel movie. So he signed up to, to direct the film, right? Meanwhile, Scott Derrickson, while he was developing Doctor Strange to direct it, he was developing another movie called The Black Phone to produce it. And they were looking for a director. And when he dropped out of Doctor Strange, it was just like, fuck it. I'll make this Black Phone movie. So uh, that's what's coming. That's what's coming. And he said, uh, I got this great script and I wrote it. I'm really proud of it. We were actually going to go out to other directors. And uh, this is the writer. And Scott was like, he called me, dude, I have to make this movie. It's got to be my movie. I have to do this. That's the the writer, the guy who wrote the first uh, Doctor Strange. And uh, that happens. You know, it's like Edgar Wright dropped off Ant-Man. Maybe he'll come back to, to the Marvel fold. We'll see. Maybe not. Saw the trailer for Last Night in Soho in front of A Quiet Place Part 2. It looks pretty fucking... looks pretty wild, man. Yeah. It's like a British... 70s British horror type of thing. Uh-huh. Like, Don't Look Now, the Donald Sutherland movie. Looks uh, pretty pretty over-the-top intense. Johnny Knoxville, after now Jackass 4 is coming out here, we might as well watch it because he is officially retiring from the stunting game. Congratulations. You fi- did you finally break your body enough? <laughs> At the age <laughs> of 50, he has finally decided he, he, enough times. Even on that Action Point movie he did, he said he had four concussions making that goddamn movie. And then he did the Jackass 4 movie, which is absurd. And then him and uh, Steve-O, I think they both got hospitalized the first week of shooting. <sighs> Because um, they're old men. They're old, dumb men. But they actually made this fucking movie. Um, Steve-O said, I honestly thought the ship had long ago sailed, and I was kind of okay with that. Every movie that we ever made was the fucking last one. And not just the last one, but declared as the last one. I thought going to Jackass 4, after everything we've been through and everything we've built, all it takes is one stupid fucking accent to just erase it. Just turn into it all negative to be like, oh, these fucking dumb assholes. What did you fucking expect? But we went ahead and fucking did it. That's all, Steve. Yeah. So, yeah. And then also Bamajera, and he's still, that's not going well. Apparently, they were like, okay, you can work with us if you stay sober. And he was like, great, I'll do it. And they didn't stay sober. And now they're like, restraining order. Yeah. It's, it's bad, <laughs> bad, 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 bad. Um, <clears throat> apparently, Val Kilmer has been filming himself for his entire life. Not his whole life, but. Going back to early 80s, when he was just getting started. Ooh, I want to see this. Oh, yes. (laughs) On almost daily basis, video cameras, recorders, film, whatever. He's been filming himself behind the scenes of movies, you know, on vacations, all this stuff, family stuff. And he's been doing it for 40 fucking years. And he had some producer friends who managed to take all that footage and wrangle it down into a documentary called Val that is coming out. Uh, via A24 on Amazon Prime. I will watch the fuck out of that. That's going to be fucking great. <laughs> that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. I mean, first off, that's psychotic behavior, right? Yeah, no, to, exactly, 100%. To yeah. document yourself yeah. in, in that mm-hmm. sort of way. Yeah. And then if he's going to be so thorough about it, that means it's going to be all the ups and downs. All, all of it. All the terrible relationships. All of it. Uh, it's going to be a glorious yeah. mess. Maybe we'll get into some of his cancer stuff lately. Um, here's a description of the documentary, the official descript. 
For over 40 years, Val Kilmer, one of Hollywood's most mercurial and misunderstood actors, has been documenting his own life and craft through film and video. He has amassed thousands of hours of footage, from 16mm home movies made with his brothers, to time spent in iconic roles for blockbuster movies like Top Gun, The Doors, Tombstone, and Batman Forever. This raw, wildly original, and unflinching documentary reveals a life lived to extremes and a heart-filled, sometimes hilarious look at what it means to be an artist and a complex man. Yes. Val Kilmer yes. is. Val Kilmer is. The saint. Val Kilmer is. <laughs> We're going to skip over the saint portion of my life. Uh, no release date set yet, but it's uh, A24. Also, it's interesting that it's A24, but it's still coming out on Amazon Prime as it was the Apple. Uh, and they also have another thing that's coming out on Hulu. So they have a uh, working with a whole bunch of different people, as opposed to just Apple, which I appreciate because we we all got time to all be on the same goddamn services. You know what I'm saying? You got that Apple Plus fuck no. password that you're gonna you're gonna trade off to me yet? Fuck no. I've been I've been waiting for you. Uh, let's get into some TV streaming stuff. Speaking of Apple Plus, the Garbage Pale Kids animated series in the works at HBO Max, and it's coming from David Gordon Green and Danny McBride. It's going to be silly. It is going to be silly. But they've also said it's going to be, it's intended for families. So it is, uh, okay. uh, it's going to be more on the wholesome side mm-hmm. of the Green-McBride tandem. Also, David Gordon Green cast apparently in a movie uh, as an actor. Uh, what movie is he doing? I forgot what it was. So it's something where he got cast in a small role. Cool. Uh, which is, I don't think he's acted in anything yet. Um, Kids in the Hall. Coming back together. Cool. And not just for a, a reunion show, like that Friends reunion show or the Will Smith, but like a for real eight episode limited series. Let's put on the dresses and I the mean, silly costumes. It could be funny. It could be funny. Or. It could be just sad. <sighs> That's the uh, yeah. <laughs> that's the gamble, Jusakai. Like that's the gamble. Um, all five of them still alive, and they're they're doing it back together. So it's coming to um, Amazon. Good old Amazon. Did I say that already? Amazon's kids in the hall. Man, they're old. Oof, old and fat. Yeah, they are. If if not fat, then bald. Balding. Oh, if not fat, then balding. Yeah. You know, age comes for all of us. Time, time is a is a mistress of the bell tolls for thee, Chris. The bell tolls for thee, Joseph Godward. Mm. Have some Jello. The uh, oh, yeah, this is uh, this is wild. So there's um, what's this? What's super super con super con? As in con film festival, con France? Was that France? Is that a city? Mm-hmm. Um, there is a novel called Supercon from J.G. Ballard. He's the guy who wrote High Rise, right, that mm-hmm. Ben Wheatley made. And then uh, what else did he write? He also wrote Crash that David Cronenberg made oh, in the 80s. Yeah, so J.G. Ballard's fucking crazy. So this other book he wrote that is set in a virtual city-state built for the most elite high-tech industries, which sounds pretty similar to mm-hmm. High Rise. Um, that is being turned into a limited series by... Brandon Cronenberg. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He of Possessor. Yes. <laughs> yes, the fantastic he's got, Possessor. He's he, He's got the crony bug. He's got the crony bug and the Ballard bug. His dad did a Ballard, and now he's doing a Ballard. So uh, that's coming to a streaming service near you. Well, I'm, just, I'm just glad that after David Cronenberg bites the dust that his son will still be out there thank making God. weird-ass movies for Americans. Yeah, th- thank God that Gene uh, didn't... F- 
that that gene didn't fall too far from the from the gene pool. Was that right? <laughs> uh, so yeah, Brandon, Brandon Cronenberg's Supercon is coming. Um, CW boss Mark Pedowitz. Who you got to change your last name, buddy? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. That's all the Q. All the Q people are like, see, <laughs> they're blatant about it, man. Um, Pedowitz said the Powerpuff Girls pilot. Oh boy, Powerpuff Girls pilot. <laughs> Pedowitz proclaimed the Powerpuff <laughs> Girls pilot pushed the boundary. Damn boundaries. Uh, it was too campy. He said it was okay. too. It was too much. The, yeah. the, the tone too cartoony. Want, too cartoony. He didn't like the tone of the live action uh, show that they came up with. So he told them to go back and try again. Uh, and it's funny when that happens. Yeah. When like, hey, you know what? This one just didn't work out. And it's uh, produced by Greg Berlanti, who's he does all that Arrowverse stuff. All of that Arrowverse stuff is him, uh, the Supergirl and all that shit. And then it's also co-produced by uh, Diablo Cody, who uh, had a hot start with Juno back oh. in the day, but then uh, hasn't done too much since then. Jennifer's Body, people like that, I guess. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Did you like it? No. Ha ha. One for the no column. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so it was, that's a definitive. Now, Chris Bidiso so take on Jennifer's body. That's it. Chris Bidiso so take. Not worth watching. That's zero thumbs down. No, zero thumbs up. We don't do thumbs down. We just confirm zero thumbs up. Mm-hmm. We got to separate ourselves from the Cisco Ebert people. <laughs> we, we don't want them to sue us because that's not as cool. No. That's like a nerd suing us. No. That's like being called out by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, nah, shut up, nerd. Leave us alone. We won't want the big boys to pay attention to us. <laughs> I'll push you over. I'll push you over with my mind. With my mind powers. Because you're so weak. Uh, so yeah. Uh, pedophile wits. Didn't like Powerpuff Girls. Too old. Is what he said. <laughs> too, no. Too old. <laughs> what was that, Peter Wits? Mm, no. Too old. <laughs> too old for training. Why was he so insistent on that had to be young? I don't know. Kind of weird. <laughs> when he fights the R2. Um, speaking of Berlanti, he's producing the Green Lantern series for HBO Max, which is like, now people are going to see Berlanti, because he said this is going to be more of an adult-leaning show, because being on HBO Max versus the C- versus mm-hmm. TV yeah. um, allows for that. So that's the idea. Green Lantern now is being revealed as the uh, it's being sold as a uh, cop show cop procedural show in space. I mean that's what which the is Green what the Lantern Corps is. So they're gonna le- they're gonna lean into that stylistically for the show. Let's see if it works. Um, and they hired uh, this TV director who is working on the Superman and Lois show, which apparently of all the DC stuff on TV now, like people are surprised by how much they like Superman and Lois. Okay. They're surprised by the direction it's taking, um, the chemistry of the leads, and uh, the villains that they're using. And also, apparently, they just threw in um, uh, an Earth 2 version of Steel. Fun. John Henry Irons. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. Oh, yeah, TV streaming. And, uh, oh, Mark Wahlberg, not happy about this streaming announcement. His movie, Infinite, that he made with Antoine Fuqua. Uh, just got announced that it's going straight to Paramount Plus. Ha. And he was like, what, what the fuck did you just say? What the fuck, bro? 
Oh, Paramount just said you're going to no. Paramount Plus. My, my movies come out in fucking theaters, bro. No, no it's fucking not, bro. So, Antoine and Antoine Fuqua are not happy either. So, they now call in Paramount. There's a lot of now behind-the-scenes stuff talking about how they're going to get compensated for all the money that they feel like they're going to lose for this movie. It's like an action movie about a... a it's sort of... What is it here? It's like... Um, uh, something about dying over and over. This is now a hot topic. People are all concerned hey, listen, about living life over and over and over again. Listen, Mark Wahlberg, it's not like you're making the next training day. You're probably not going to make as much money as you think. No, that's that's for sure true. Um, based on a novel, The, Re- Ar- the Reincarnationist Papers. Oof, mm. that's a bad title. Infinite centers on Evan McCauley. Evan McCauley. I'm fucking Evan McCauley, bro. Uh, he's hunt- haunted by memories of skills he has never learned. Oh, you know what? This sounds like Assassin's Creed. He is haunted <laughs> by memories of skills he has never learned in places he has never visited. After encountering a secret group, he discovers that his memories are real, but they are from multiple past lives. He's it is, invi- this is Assassin's yep. Creed. He's invited into their world. He finds himself in a race against time to save humanity from one of their own who seeks to end all life to stop him. He's blah, 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 blah. And, an endless cycle of reincarnation. Also in the cast, our boy Chewie. Chewie to EG4. Uh, Toby Jones, a little guy from England. Dylan O'Brien, one of these uh, Logan Lerman clones yep. running around there. Mm-hmm. I can't tell them apart. And uh, Jason Manzukis is going to be uh, yucking it up. Weird. Yeah, I love when he pops up in anything. It's always strange. Yeah. It's like comedy. He's a, he's, he's a weird guy. Yeah, no matter what. Even if it's a comedy. I'm like, you're, you're going to Jason <laughs> Manzukis is up. Man, you guys are reckless. You are reckless with this energy. Uh, yeah, right. That's what I thought when I originally read it. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Yeah, Using it the, is. Tapping into the past lives yep. and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. So um, so now it's coming straight to Paramount Plus and Wahlberg, Fuqua are like, the fuck it is, bro? You're going to pay me first. Well, apparently, if it was a better movie, guys, they probably wouldn't put it straight to Paramount Plus. Or, that's what yeah, I'm saying. I think so. I think that's what's really happening. But also, Paramount Plus is... These signups aren't there. The initial subscriptions, they are. It is fledgling, so that's why they're do, putting it on Paramount Plus to try to get those subscriptions. We can afford to put this one on an app because that'll be more beneficial than putting it in a theater where it's not going to make as much money as we wanted to because it's uh not that good. Not that good. Yeah, I think that that actually tracks. Um, Netflix is trying to get into the gaming industry once again, but this time. Uh, it's sort of like an Apple Arcade sort of thing. Okay. So here we go. Let's read about this here. Netflix will be doing a streaming service. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Where is it? Here we go. Rumors started last Friday when the information reported that Netflix was going to expand. Blah, 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 blah. Here we go. Axios confirmed, et cetera, et cetera. Here we go. A smaller the service is like a smaller Ar- Apple Arcade bundle. There's a mix of Netflix-developed games and indie titles. Netflix claimed... The source claimed Netflix Arcade could launch as soon as 2022. Um, so, yeah, they're doing a... Good luck. Yeah, they want to get into that gaming industry, buddy. Why not? They have a game. indie games are, are probably a dime a dozen to, to be able to acquire. It's, well, how does it play? They play it on a... They have to start selling... Uh, little Netflix uh, game pads for all these games to work on, or I expect to use my controller, my remote control for a TV. That thing's a little, or maybe it's exclusively for people who are streaming on consoles who already have a controller in front of their ah, face. Ah, yes, right, yeah. So I'm using my Xbox to watch Netflix, so I could just use my controller. But I don't have one of those things. I'm, I'm using my Sega Genesis. Can I use my Sega Genesis if uh-huh. I plug in through the digital bunny ears? You have to talk to. Netflix about that. I gotta talk to Netflix uh, tech support about using my 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 social 
Well, uh, okay. Save the story for last. This is the story. We teased it. Welcome to the hot gas section of the show, Juicy Cogburn. Uh, Taiko Atiti find himself uh, his spot getting blown up online. <laughs> Thanks to the Daily Mail. Published photos. Uh, this was last Sunday after we recorded and released okay. last week's episode. Um, there was a party at his house last Sunday. A big mm-hmm. old rager. And then uh, in the photos, hanging out in the back of the house was Rita Ora, who is supposedly, reportedly, Taiko Atiti's girlfriend these days. She's 30, he's 45. Uh, them sharing a kiss and then leaning over. And then the two of them also sharing a kiss with Tessa Thompson. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually. Uh, Get, getting some of that love and thunder. Yeah, here are some pictures through Chicago. And here we go. You can see what uh, what people are seeing. Rita Ora, Taiko Atiti, and Tessa Thompson. You can just uh, cycle through those. Congratulations, dude. Good for you. It's a real aura. You guys are all wasted, and you're probably going to go fuck out. And then, then, then it's kissing Tessa Thompson. Because you got a, yep. you all got a bunch of money. And now they're, and now they're kissing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah, good for them. They got a sweet throuple situation going on, and uh, they're celebrating, probably wrapping up on Thor Love and Thunder. Um, yeah. Good for them. Good for them. They're, they're throupling it up. Maybe... Uh, Maybe they they could have a giant Thorgy. Maybe they like came too close to Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck and like the residual uh, love off of them, like sent them into a cicada like mating uh, frenzy. Or maybe all the love and thunder got everybody just all sexified over there. there and they're gonna have a giant Thorgy. They're gonna have a Thorgy, a love and thunder Thorgy uh, of of sexiness. Of super sexiness, and then like if we if we happen upon it to see it, like we would, it's like the Ark of the Covenant opening up. It, yeah, you, it, you go blind, you melt immediately. Yeah, but like it's too much sexiness for us, us mere mortals, and then we all die because uh-huh. it's a Thorgy. Yeah. Thorgies are uh, <laughs> Thorgies are dangerous, guys. That's the moral of the story. Let's turn to the camera and final thoughts, guys. The Thorgies are dangerous. Be careful when you come across a Thorgy. Shield your eyes immediately. Yell, oh. I'm, I'm not seeing this. I'm not seeing this. And leave and the be room. Pre- be prepared for the love and thunder. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Drew. <laughs> thank you, Drew, for uh, for the summary. That is it for the episode. 438 is done. Thank you, Drew Sakagra. You're welcome. You are welcome, listeners. We'll be back next week with episode 439. Feeling so fine. Should we drink some wine? No. No. No, thank you. Stain my teeth. A PFT Media Production.